Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way. To provide a seamless mortgage experience, contact their website online 24-7 anytime anywhere. It's the Ken Carman Show on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes, at Ken Carman, C-A-R-M-A-N. And because it's a Saturday, Pierno, I nearly forgot. Like, I love, I love the 4th of July. I like boasting and, and, and bragging. I like being loud. I like explosions. I like freedom. The whole thing is something I love. There's one thing about the 4th of July I don't like. And I'll just lead off with it before I get into the, the, the Redskins name and everything like that. There's one thing I don't like about the 4th of July. And I forgot it was on. I forgot they were having it. I'm what do honestly, you hate? What do you hate about the 4th of July? I am so used, I'm so used to things like... Is it the fireworks? Hey, no, I love no. the fireworks. Well, at least I like setting them off. I don't really like huge... Like at a baseball game or something like that, it's fine. Yeah, you know what? I might take that back. Like next year, when you have like, okay, we're all meeting in this park. Like, you know what? Twenty twenty was pretty hellish. Let's uh, let's go on ahead and do that in twenty twenty one. So, uh, so I might change my tune by twenty twenty one. You get what I'm saying there, Pierno? Yeah, I get like, what I, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I might change then. Yeah. But, um, there's one thing about the Fourth of July I hate in twenty twenty, and I'll hate in twenty twenty one, and I'm willing to bet. I'll hate in 2022. Now, you've seen me, Pierno. Have you seen photos of me? You're fat. Yes, I am. So you would think I'd love this. I, I absolutely despise it. And I totally forgot it was today because it's a Saturday, and I thought they had canceled it. Nope. They are having it. They are having the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And there's just no money in the world. Actually, there probably is a price to just watch the thing for crying out loud. Like, if you're like, Ken, I'll give you five grand to watch it. Yeah, okay, fine. I'll be grossed out for five grand. Everybody has a price. Everybody's got to pay. Have you ever part being fat? Have you ever participated in any kind no. of like eating contest? No, no. I am truly, and, and let me underline this. I am truly disgusted by it. Okay, I'm I'm disgusted by what I see on the television. I'd be disgusted if I watched it in person. Uh, I am disgusted that they're called athletes. I'm disgusted by the whole thing. Uh, I'm disgusted by the, them dipping the hot dogs and bread buns in the water. I'm disgusted by them swallowing it. I'm disgusted. The only thing that's kind of sort of entertaining is the wild man in the straw hat screaming on the microphone. That's it. That's the only thing that's at least somewhat sort of entertaining. The rest of them just freaks to me. Just freaks. Takara Kobayashi, Ed Cokie Jarvis. Joey Chestnut. Ba- Joey Chestnut, Badlands Booker. Like, listen. I know you found something that that could make you a lot of money and and bring you some notoriety. I get it. Congratulations. I just say what you do 
disgusts me. What are you? Are you like th- like three twenty five, three thirty? How much do you weigh exactly? I'm 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 over three spins. We'll leave it there. You tried to get my weight out of me last year, last week. I think I did. Someone tried to get yeah. Pierno tried to get the weight out of me, and I I, I support. Listen, if you want to go out there and gorge yourself like a tremendous fat ass, you go right on ahead. No, you shouldn't be encouraging people to do that. No. No, if they want to do it, they can go ahead and do it. If they think that they if they like to spend the rest of their life in a colostomy bag, then go right on ahead. Knock yourself out. You want to jam down 15, you want to jam down 20 hot dogs in some sort of a weird eating contest, you go right on ahead. All right. And you'll go, Ken, you're not American. No, some things I don't need to be American, okay? Some things I really don't need to be American. Gorging ourselves on hot dogs next to a boardwalk or on a boardwalk in front of God and country, I, you know what? Maybe we could have left that one over in England. If you if if you were to participate in a food eating contest, like what's a food that you that you think you would just crush it with? Like I, if you had to participate. Well, if I was really going to do it, it'd be pizza. Pizza, okay. Yes, yeah, so it would really be pizza. Gotcha. Right. Um, because I see people who eat like, like, if you ever notice this on movies and TV, like they'll order a pizza and they're like, "Hey, you guys want to get a pizza?" And there's like four people there. I'm going, "What do you mean you're ordering one pizza?" Like, That's not enough. Large? That's not enough. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, you don't – one pizza, and even if it's like a 16-inch extra large, for four people – and by the way, that's a large in some parts of the country. But for, for four people, it's not, it's not enough. It's simply not enough. That is not enough. If you're telling me that I'm only going to eat – okay, well, we, there's four people. There's eight slices. That's two people. That's two per, ter, two per person. I'd rather just not eat the pizza because then you're just going to give me a taste for the pizza – and then I'm going to want more pizza, and then I'm going to be wondering how I can get more pizza for the rest of the time I'm here. So what's your average slice count when you get a pizza? Oh, well, it depends. On like a 14-inch, uh, which – what's it in New York? Is it 16 inches? That's a regular large, a standard 16? large? 16 inches. Uh, if it were there, New York style, that's a thinner crust, not as much. Uh, you know, probably half of it. Probably so four. Are they? Do they cut them in eights on sixteen inches, or are they cut them in like fours because they're so big? Eight or sixes? Eight? Yeah, I probably eat four. Probably eat four, and then probably depends if I have it because I eat like a snake. So if it's been all day, then I'll probably go f- uh, five, maybe six. I I stop short of the whole sixteen-inch pizza on purpose. But you could if you wanted to. I mean, if I really bared down and did it, but then I have to live with myself afterwards, and I don't want to do that. Like, I might come back to it later in the evening. Like, say I got a 16-inch large and I'm the only one home. Like, the wife and kids are, you know, at their mom's or whatever. Or at their grandma's Yeah, do you like cold pizza? I don't like cold pizza. I know a lot no. of people, they love, they just, you know, no. they open up the refrigerator. Um, they pop it right in the mouth. No, I don't like no, that. that's disgusting. It's gross, right? I, yeah, I, thank uh, you. Yeah. I, can't, I can't put it in the microwave either. I have to put it back in the oven. Exactly. I yep. put it back in the oven. And if it's too hot, it, I throw it out because it'll mess things up again. So it's got to be the right temperature. It's got to be the right thing. I didn't mean to get on pizza because I wanted to rail against the hot dog eating contest, but away we go. So that's that's how I feel about pizza. I, I'm just pointing out to you, Pierno, that just because I'm a colossal fat ass, and the country knows this, doesn't mean I like showing it off. I do what I can to cover this thing up when I wake up in the morning. I do what I can to make sure I'm not shirt in the pool guy. Well, why don't but you actually go, do something about it then? But I go, no, because no, that's too hard. So I go, I, I'll go up to the pool, then I'll take the shirt off, I'll jump in the pool. 
Because people say, well, why don't you just wear the shirt in the pool if you're Nah, that's lame. Level. That's lame, man. You just got to own it. That just exactly. sounds bad. I, I might as well, if I wear a shirt in the pool, I might as well, unless you have like a medical ailment or whatever, but a guy like me wears a shirt in the pool. Nah, it's then like, I mean, you just know that that guy's insecure and he feels exactly. bad about himself. You just got to own it, you baby. Might as Be well, confident. Be confident. You might as well, Pierno, you might as well just hand me like a Jimmy Hart megaphone and I can tell everybody <laughs> I'm fat. Because that's what you're doing when you wear a shirt in the pool. Just don't wear a shirt in the pool. Keep your head just above the water. Everybody knows what's under there you're not you're not surprising anybody and then you put the shirt back on or you cover back up with a towel and you put the shirt back on when you get out but I'm a guy who likes to cover this up uh and I don't like to show off I don't like to eat in front of people I don't like eating a lot uh, with a lot of people uh I'm very bashful about that type of thing and I the the the, the hot dog contest is a slap in the face to everything that I've known to be wholesome and good and reliable in my entire life and so I'm flatly grossed out by it, not interested in it. If you're interested in such a thing, if you're interested in such a freak show spectacle, then go right on ahead. That's part of what our country is. That's part of the freedom that we celebrate. If I don't want to see it, I can turn the channel. If you want to see it, you go right on ahead. 855-212-4CBS. There's another thing that's kind of coming to my head as well. And I've spent the last week offline, so I haven't I haven't saw a whole lot. Like I, I spent time on CBSSports.com and and in CBSSportsRadio.com and on our station's website 923thefan.com and ESPN and Fox and the whole thing. Did all that, but I tried to stay away from social media the best I could, and I tried to stay away from Facebook and Twitter. And I don't even have an Instagram or anything like that. But I, I'm starting to pick up something here, and I wonder if everybody else is starting to see it. Well, we're picking up. A lot of people are doing victory laps. And they're doing victory laps over, first off, the coronavirus, which is, is something that I don't understand. I, If you're right that a lot of people got the coronavirus, I don't know what sort of congratulations that you want. If you're one of the people who are fear-mongering and going online, maybe you should just stay at home and enjoy yourself at home and enjoy the company of others who are doing it responsibly. Because I've got no other way to tell you. When we're watching some of these stats roll in and you're seeing some of these numbers and people are freaking out, it's not about justifying the numbers. I'm just here to tell you, and you know in the heart of your hearts, if we're talking about freedom and we're talking about our way of life, our American our American way of life, our, our, our history and what we fought for in our history as a populace, here in this country and where we're going in this country, good, bad, ugly, whatever it may be, hopefully good in the future. 2020's been a disgrace in a lot of ways, but hopefully we'll be going better in our future. Then you can't sit there on the internet like some monger and say you're surprised when we've had nearly 300 years of what we've become of what our whole foundation is, which is freedom, which is again our way of life, our pursuit of happiness and liberty. And sometimes, yes, the pursuit of happiness and our liberty is the pursuit of happiness to be stupid. There's a pursuit of happiness and the pursuit of liberty to be dumb. Freedom goes both ways. It's not just freedom to be smart, folks. It's freedom to be stupid. I got the dumbest phone call I've ever got in my life yesterday. And I mean in my life. It was the dumbest call I've ever got in my life yesterday because the person who called me was smart. I got a lot of things got to get off my chest here. It's been a weird week. I had a week off. I get the dumbest call ever yesterday. Friend of mine, and I'm trying not to give away his name. Friend of mine goes to Florida. Goes to Florida. Not just Florida, Miami, South Beach this last week. Calls me yesterday. 
and I on my on my children and on your children listening. Well, back in Cleveland, yeah. Well, a little bit nervous right now. Well, why? Uh, have you not seen the news? I respond, yeah. Well, why? Uh, it's Fourth of July weekend, and uh, seeing it down in Florida, all these people are going to hang out. Everything's going to get closed down. We're going to get messed up again. This whole thing's going to go to hell again. People are going to be hanging out. They're not going to be taking this seriously. And I had this this stupid face wash over me. Because the person who called me, this person holds a master's degree. They're an intelligent person. I respect them as a man and for their intelligence, and I, I just couldn't believe. I was gobsmacked by the stupidity that was on the other side of the phone. I went, oh, wait a minute. You were just in Florida. Uh, yeah. Well, why did you go to Florida then if you were this nervous in the first place? You didn't seem this nervous last week. Well, when did you want me to go, Ken? I was supposed to go two months ago. Couldn't go two months ago. When am I supposed to go in the future? I don't know, 2021? Seems to be a good time that a lot of people are putting, circling down for hoping they can take trips. Well, I don't know why you're deciding to be a jerk about it all of a sudden. I just, well, I'm sorry, but you're a 39-year-old man who went to Florida during a pandemic and then came back up here and complained about everybody else going out there and being stupid. I think you kind of waived your right to complain about other people's irresponsibility and craziness because of what you did. And by the way, I support him if he wants to go down there and and risk it and go right on ahead. That's fine. I support him as an adult. I just don't want him around me. And I think I can do this the way with everybody else. But because we live on the Internet, and it's been nice to have a week off from it, but because we live on the Internet, we want to have and keep score with the people, with the fake people that we have fights with on the Internet because, you know, everybody wins Internet fights. You never think you lost an Internet fight. The other person on the other side of the keyboard, while you think that they're arguing with you and you think that... Oh, I put down my keyboard. You have definitely won this argument, sir. They think they beat you and they don't care and you just block each other in the end. I mean, it's becoming the worst thing that I could possibly think of. And you're going to go out there and fear monger and what we do in our business and how we conduct our business as broadcasters like this? Okay, it's going to be a hell of a week coming up in Cleveland, Ohio. I'll tell you that right now. And there's a victory lap going on that because, well, the cases are going back up and there's people who want to do champion's pose on either side and they want to fight about it and they want to go after each other about it. That's fine. Whatever. Again, none of that's – I mean, what we're dealing with is very real, but any of this stuff on the, on the Internet is not real whatsoever. None of it's real. There's another weird victory lap that people are taking. There's an I told you so victory lap going on. Where if I really wanted to, I, I guess I could. I mean, I had it at the, at the end of the show last week. Pierno knew, Hickey knew. I, I said, you know, hey, you might as well find a name and, and just learn to like it because it's going to get changed. Yeah, even myself, I can't help myself from saying I told you so. Can't help myself from doing the victory lap because a lot of people want to do it. And I just don't understand why. We all knew this was coming. We all knew this was coming with the Redskins. We all knew that this this name was eventually going to be changed. Either Dan Snyder was going to have it for a very long period of time and then pass away, and then somebody in his family would eventually change it because of pressure, or he would change it on his own, right? Or he'd sell the team, and he'd change the, and they'd change the name, and they would go that way. So either way you want to do it, that name was getting changed. 
And I look across the board and I say, well, it's probably going to be the same with the Cleveland Indians, and they've just released a statement. May very well be the way with the Kansas City Chiefs. Florida State Seminoles, you're certainly not out of the woods on that one. I would say the Chicago Blackhawks are right in line, and maybe the Atlanta Braves might be even in there. And if I've forgotten a couple of those names out there, I'm sorry, there's, there's just so many to go through in so little time. I don't know why there needs to be a victory lap over such an instance, though, considering that when you really look at this, we all knew that this was going to eventually happen. That usually the name change and the argument for a name change coincides with summertime. Usually this gets brought up during the summer. We don't have a whole lot to talk about. There's not a whole lot of live sports going on in regular years. There's not a whole lot of live sports going on. Somebody usually brings something to the table that we can argue about. Somebody's uncomfortable with something. Somebody brings up again the Redskins' name, and away we go. John Feinstein's railed against it. That's not a shot at John Feinstein. John Feinstein, though, has railed against it for years and has brought up the name every single summer. It's almost the same. Th- it's, it's almost become tradition in sports and sports talk radio. This year's an interesting year. Because not only is it summer, there's a total lack of sports and there's social unrest. I know if you're a Washington Redskins fan, there's some of you that I'm talking about that, listen, there's a, there's a very underwhelming minority of folks that I know I'm talking about right now, that I might be even talking to right now, that are definitely racist people that definitely believe that their race is superior to the others and the other races should just deal with it. They believe that that they are better than everybody else because of where they were born, how they were born, and the color of their skin. They believe that. I'm not talking to those people. Those people I don't want to listen to the station. Those people I don't want to listen to the show because I'm not going to be able to get through to those people because those people, again, we have the freedom to be intelligent and stupid here. They're most definitely stupid people. But I'm talking to the normal folks. The guy that has the Washington Redskins garb in his room, in his in his den, in his bedroom, the kid in his bedroom who, who has the who has the posters on the wall of the Redskins greats and all the history and the things that they love. And listen, I I feel in a lot of ways the same way you do. I'm a Cleveland Indians fan. I've been a Cleveland Indians fan my entire life. I will more than likely die a fan of the Cleveland baseball team, whatever they may name it, because that's the given point. Now, my situation's a little different than yours, and I'll explain why here in just a second. But for the Redskins, you want to be called a football fan. You don't want to be called a racist, so it's doubly frustrating. But let me say, what's in a name for a professional sports franchise? What is really, truly in a name? Because the difference is, is that I don't think that Washington would go anywhere. I don't think Washington would go in different places. I don't think that they would move the Redskins to a different area and have them play there. We're really kind of stuck, and it's a good, strong market, and the NFL wants them to be there, and I don't think they would go. In my situation with the Cleveland Indians, I brought this up many times, and I brought this up a couple years ago when they got rid of Chief Wahoo. Because we had plenty of people calling up, oh my God, I can't believe they're getting rid of this logo. If they're getting rid of this logo, I'm not going to be a fan. Well, you guys are near the bottom of attendance anyway every single year, so I don't know how many of you are actually going to the games that are calling me up in the first place. And honestly, my whole thought of, would you rather have the logo or a baseball team in the city that you live in? Which one would you rather have? Because the Indians in the past, they have threatened to leave before. It's been rumored before to go to Seattle or go to Milwaukee or go to New Orleans or any one of those other places. It's been rumored a time or two. They even made a movie about the damn thing. So my answer always was, well, would you rather have this logo and lose the team or would you rather have this team and and, and lose the logo? 
Now I have to flip it around myself again and say, okay, Ken, you like the name Indians. You don't believe you're racist. You don't have the hate in your heart. You, you don't have any of those other things that, 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 that you don't believe upsets the common good of people. You don't, you don't believe in that your race is, is better than others just because of the color of your skin and where you were born and things like that. I'm, I'm not a person who believes that. So if this upset a real strong group of people because the Cleveland Indians might be profiting from that, and the Indians might change their name because of that to, to keep everything right. Because, remember, pro sports is not in the business to upset anybody. They want to keep everybody happy. That's what, that's what really commercial business is. Would you be upset if they were called something else? Or do you just want baseball in Cleveland? My final answer, I just want baseball in Cleveland. I'm afraid of change. I'm afraid of a different name. I don't like the name Spiders. I, I, I'll, I'll go right with you, Redskins fans. Some of those names that they bring up to change the Redskins' names to, some of them seem to be okay. But I'm not a Redskins fan. I didn't grow up a Redskins fan. I really don't care. You do. And some of the names that get brought up when it comes to Cleveland in my situation, Guardians is okay. Spiders is something I'm very uncomfortable with. It's just, ugh, ugh. What's a spider? What's a, what's a cuddly mascot for a spider? I don't like that. But if it doesn't insult an entire race of people, well, then I guess I'll be okay with it. And eventually, are you really going to stop being a football fan? Are you really going to stop being a fan of the Washington football team? They change their name. I mean, ultimately, what is in a name? Let me ask you that. 855-2124-CBS, would you really stop being a Redskins fan? Or, excuse me, a Washington football team fan if they got rid of that name? I don't think you would. I think you would hem and haw and be upset for a little bit. But if the Washington Americans or Senators or Sentinels or whatever you want to call them went to a Super Bowl, yeah, I bet you'd probably change your tune. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Would you really jump off the boot? And what should they change their name to? It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Coming up at 1040 a.m. Eastern, Steve Gardner will join us. USA Today sports baseball writer, also senior fantasy editor for USA Today Sports. We'll talk to him coming up at 10.40 a.m. Eastern, also very packed today. Got him, Sean Devaney, one of our favorites, coming up at 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Howard Baltzer has been a while since I've talked to Howard. Uh, Howard's going to join us coming up at 12.40 p.m. Eastern, so it's packed. Looking forward to all these guys coming up because I love Howard, love all these guys. Steve Gardner joins us at 10.40. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. And what should they change your name to? They're going to change your name, and, and some people got upset, and I'll bring this up again later on. Hey, sometimes the, sometimes the messenger isn't perfect. So many people have asked the Redskins to change their name for all these times, and all of a sudden Nike and FedEx get involved, and now they want their name changed. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. If you want actual, if you want to change corporate structure, go after sponsors. Don't go after them. They're used to people standing outside their building with, with signs saying that they must change these things. They just look down at them and go, oh, that's something. And they go back and they pour themselves another cup of coffee and away they go. But if you contact the sponsors and the sponsors are upset, now you're going to get some change. And you can absolutely bring up Nike's hiring practices or, or, or Nike's, Nike's worker practices in the past. Absolutely. Absolutely you can. Most messengers are not perfect. 855-2124-CBS. Greg in Michigan, you're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Go right on ahead. Hey, big man. You've got a lot of energy. I love it. 
Thank I'm you. known as uh, Mr. Positive in Detroit Radio, but I've got to tell you, I've got to ask this question. It's okay. got to be asked. Okay. Why or how does changing names uh, and taking down statues uh, change the hearts and souls within someone who's a racist? It's a philosophical question, and big man, I think you might have the answer. To me, this is too simple. Just by taking down a name, taking down a statue, changing a name, I wanted to uh, change the uh, plight that we're in, but I've got to tell you, just by doing that, I don't think you're going to change the heart and soul of somebody that is uh, a deep racist. How do you answer it, my friend? Greg, that's a hard question to answer because I, I think that some people – I think the way we're looking at this, and, and Greg, I want to get to another call, before, and I, so i got to let you go, and I thank you very much for the call. Let me answer this as quickly and as best I can. It's, I don't think it's as much about changing racist minds. I think it's hard to change a racist mind, especially now. We have dug our heels in so much more than we ever have. We are, more, we are so less willing to admit that we're wrong. Discourse is gone. Uh, so especially with a racist I think it's going to be it's harder than it ever has been to change their mind. I don't think it's about changing their mind. It's about not offending the people who may be offended by it. And it's not about why well, I don't like seeing this imagery. I don't like seeing this. It's it's that you profit from Im- imagery that that is sensitive to me. That's what their problem is. You you profit from the Redskins logo, you look at the logo, you you profit from the Redskins name, you see the name, you hear the name. There's a lot of ugliness to a strong group of people out there. And so they don't want somebody just profiting from something that's ugly to them. Same thing with a lot of other professional sports teams. It's not about changing the races. At least I don't think it's about changing the racist mind. It, I think as long as I live, there will be racists. As long as you live, there will be racists. It's just you, you always want that to kind of dwindle. But we'll always, we'll always have that problem. It's just how much power do the people with, the, with that problem tend to have. Daryl in Louisiana, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, my brother. Hey, listen, I got a kind of unique perspective on this because I grew up listening to the Braves and the Redskins and the Indians, you know, and I didn't think nothing of it because, you know, I'm just your average, you know, typical white guy, and I just it didn't register with me. Then I moved up to Maine, and I met this girl, and I fell in love with her, and we got married. And she's a Passamaquoddy. She's Native American. She's from the Passamaquoddy tribe there in Maine. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, and, and so... I look to her because she actually has a real unique perspective on this. She wants all this stuff changed. You know, like the Seminoles down in Florida State or the Chippewas, those things, if, the, if the tribe signs off and says, yeah, okay, and I think the Seminoles have done that with Florida yes, State. Yes, they have. Yes, yeah, they have. Okay, it's okay. Go ahead and use the name. Okay, and it's been repeated. If, that, if you can get that, then that's fine. But if it's going to be generic like Redskins, because, I mean, Look, you go back in history and you look how Redskins was denoted. It was a derogatory term for for Native Americans. You know, you that's know? interesting. Let, if you if you were to if you were to center it, maybe. But then it's like, well, how hard are we working towards something where it's just like, well, if you just change the name and we could find something everybody could be happy with, also buy that merchandise, won't they, Daryl? Well, you know, and yeah, and and that's yeah. right. And here's the deal: somebody came up with a great idea for the name of the Washington Redskins. Call them the Red Tails. Okay, after yeah. after the Tuskegee Airmen, you know, I thought that was a fantastic name. You know, and, and here's people, another thing yeah. about all those monuments. You know, they, they they keep erecting monuments to guys who tried to overthrow the United States of America. We've got over three. I'm a United States Marine Corps combat veteran. We've got over three thousand 
people who have been awarded the Medal of Honors. Why don't we put monuments up all over the country to those guys? Oh, that's gosh! I wish I had uh, Daryl. I swear to God, and this is going to be a cop out. I wish I had time. I got a guest coming up, but I think you make an excellent point, and I thank you very much for the call. I thank you very much for the call. I, th- we're going to go down some deep roads here today. Eight five five two one two four CBS. No, what Daryl says is right, and 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 I know that sounds like well, they can they can profit from that too. They can, they can. If if I have a football team in Washington, and that team ends up being decent. We're still just an NFL football team in Washington. People are still going to get behind it. If I have a professional baseball team in Cleveland, people are still going to get behind that team. So it's very hard for me to say, you keep the name or I'm gone. Are you really gone? You're really going to stand on that hill? What if that team team ends up doing really, really well? It's going to be hard for me to stand on that hill. It's just not worth it. 855-2124-CBS. Coming up next, the great Steve Gardner going to join us. We'll talk baseball with him, him courtesy of USA Today. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. Brought to you by the fine folks at GEICO. Auto, home, runners, they do it all. Get a free quote online, geico.com. Steve Gardner joining us on the hotline right now. And you just heard that quote from Mike Trout where, Steve, first off, thanks for joining us this morning. And then I got a question for you. But first, Steve, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, Ken. Uh, appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> Steve Gardner, USA Today, uh, baseball writer, senior fantasy editor. Find him on Twitter at Steve A. Gardner. So here we are. And my first thought, my first thought, Steve, was, all right, wait a minute. You were one of the guys who were tweeting the when and where. And now all of a sudden you say, I went, hold on, hold on, Kenny. I'm a dad. Let's let's think about this for a second. I've said things I've wanted to take back. Maybe Mike said something he wanted to take back. If Mike doesn't want to play, maybe I should just be like, hey, it's 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 uncertain times. If if he feels comfortable enough not to play, then then so be it, Steve. Well, I mean, things certainly uh, are changing by the day, and uh, I'm sure that as you know, his his wife gets closer to his, to the due date then um, things kind of take a little bit of a different uh, spin on things. So I-, I can understand where Mike Trout wants to certainly be in solidarity with his fellow Major League Baseball players. But as we've seen, uh, you know, as-, as other players are starting to opt out, and we've seen several of them already before the, uh, the camps have opened, you start to take a hard look at exactly what's important, and uh, I can understand why Mike Trout might be a little hesitant right now when it when it comes to be a go time. Is this kind of indicative on the state of baseball a little bit? Because you know, Mike Trout is by far the best player overall, all around player in baseball. If LeBron James says that he he had trepidation about playing, I think it'd be a major story. Here we are in baseball, where the LeBron James of baseball is saying, ah, you know what? I'm kind of thinking of. In, People like me are saying, eh, okay, we'll stay home. They'll still, they'll still play baseball. Yeah, uh, I, the thing is, I mean, LeBron James is one of, what, 14, 15 players on an NBA roster. Mike Trout is one of uh, now 60 that are in camp for the Angels. Yes, he is the, uh, the quintessential best player in, in all of baseball, but he, he doesn't have. And that's, that's a difference between baseball and the NBA for sure. He's, he's not recognized by everybody. Um, so I think that's, again, you know, baseball has a bit of a, a marketing problem, and marketing itself is, is not one of its strengths. And certainly, as we have seen throughout the, uh, the past few months of the discussions between the owners and the players, um, it doesn't always present itself in the best possible light. we got Steve Gardner joining us on the show. All right, what did you think of Joe Madden's comments? Because there were some, 
There were some questions around the comments and what he actually meant by those comments and what he said about Mike Trout sitting out. Yeah, I think it's just one of those cases of where we see a person in the news say something and immediately you focus on one particular part and the context can get lost in the rush to get all that information out. Obviously, we wanted to know yesterday from the Angels camp, what's up with Mike Trout? What does Joe Madden think about that? And for, for me, I mean, you look at the entire context of what he's saying is, yeah, we have to make sure that everybody's committed to following all these protocols because if somebody does mess up, if they're not fully committed to it, then it could ruin it for everybody. And I think um, in the end, once you see everything in terms of uh, the context, I think Joe Madden is just like every other baseball fan. He wants to see this game succeed and uh, doesn't want anything to, to upset it. How much of the ugly feelings from this negotiation carry over after the 2021 season when they have to go to the table again? I think tons. Um, I mean, we did not get any agreement on anything. that you know, Expanded playoffs would have made a lot of sense. Um, but yet, no matter what you, know, no matter what you think, uh, who was at fault or anything like that, the bottom line is the players and the owners could not get a deal done between them, and the commissioner had to step in and say, this is what we're going to do. Um, commissioner is not going to be able to do that when we get to the expiration of the uh, collective bargaining agreement next winter. So, yeah, I think it's going to completely carry over. And we've seen a lot of the issues, too, uh, at least I felt like, in the negotiations to get this season started when they should have been focused on 2020. A lot of it was posturing and setting the groundwork for what's going to happen in late 2021. And uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty. Steve Gardner joining us, USA Today baseball writer, senior fantasy editor. Follow him on Twitter at Steve A. Gardner. Well, let me ask you a fantasy question. Um, first off, how many leagues are you going to be in now? <laughs> uh, I still have about 12 of them that uh, are picking up, and a couple are kind of in flux, too. So I, I think that's one of the things that as we you know, get ready for the season, are, are, is the enthusiasm there is another question. I, okay, I like bringing this up. Mike Farron, who works for the D-backs, he does D-backs baseball, yes. and he also does MLB Network Radio, he was hosting at Sirius still when I was doing minor league baseball. So this is like almost a decade ago now. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he was doing play-by-play -play for the Bowie Bay Sox, and I was in town. He told me, when I met him, he's a great guy, and he yes, told he me does. he had over a dozen teams, and it's basically to remember players and remember stats. Is that true, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it helps an awful lot. It, it really does because you get so into the, the, you know, the, the smallest details and the differences between players um, and everything. It's, it's incredibly helpful. So he's, he's spot on, as Mike usually is. <laughs> what are there any changes to fantasy rules because it's only a 60-game season? Um, yeah, we have uh, a minimum at-bats and innings pitched requirements, and that's one of the big things that leagues are trying to figure out now is, you know, what should the requirements be um, now that we're having a season that is 37% of what a regular season is. Um, you don't uh, – certainly you want to have everybody uh, competing and, and having all of those uh, – you know, reaching those minimums, but you have to find a way to set it. And then, you know, the DH is going to throw some monkey wrenches into uh, – those leagues as well. Trevor Bauer had an anti-Astro uh, anti shirt on at, at camp over this weekend. 
Do you think that people go tight on the Astros this year, or because of the layoff in the short season, are bygones going to be let be bygones? See, I, I wonder that myself, even if we did have fans and everything else in the stands this year. Um, I kind of think that there will be a few players who may want to extract a pound of flesh from the Astros. But I think by and large, after going through all the negotiations and where, how the players really were kind of unified together, um, that that may have, may have faded away a little bit. And especially without you know, the crowds and the booing and everything else that we would have expected had, the, uh, you know, had there been a full stadium booing the Astros and the road games. I think there may be a few incidents, maybe in spring training they use it to uh, to go up and in against those Yankee or against those Astros guys. But once we get into the regular season, um, I think we will probably just see baseball as usual, and and it it fades away. See, I I think you're right, and I think that you mentioned the crowd. I think the crowd has a bigger deal to do with it than than what a lot of people think, because it's almost like a Steve, if you, you go with me on this, it's almost like a little bit of a mob mentality. Like, okay, the mm-hmm. fans are in it. So maybe that changes your mind for a second as a pitcher. You go, hey, you know what? We're going to go high and tight on this one here. Let's see if he can see if he can get out of the way. Like, yeah. That's a bad thing to say, but it might be true. Without no, fans, I, maybe it calms I, them down. I agree. I agree. And a lot of the players have said, you know, it's going to be different. I have to really concentrate to stay in the game and realize the, you know, what the extent of the moment is. Um, with no fans, I think a lot of the, the Korean uh, baseball players, you know, mm-hmm. have, who have experienced playing in front of no fans, said that. I, I think that will be the case as well uh, once Major League Baseball gets started. Who's your favorite to win the World Series? I think the Dodgers have to be. You know, the the the, the depth on that roster is just ridiculous. So uh, I, I think they probably have to be considered the favorite. And. I wouldn't sleep on two teams in the American League, the Twins and the A's. I think may have a, a, a decent shot to uh, to get there from the AL. We got Steve Gardner joining us on the show. So with the Dodgers World Series, say they won a World Series, it'd be their first since, what, 88? Would they celebrate it the same that they did in 88? Obviously probably without a parade. <laughs> I think so. I, I do. I mean, uh, especially for all the heartbreak and, and coming so close as they have in, in these recent times. Um, yes, it will be a, a tremendous release for Dodger fans. And remember, you know, the Dodgers won in 1981 when we had the strike season. And, uh, and that was kind of a, a strange baseball season. And I don't think anybody looks back on that with an asterisk at all, you know, all these years later. Steve Gardner joining us on the show. What what happens like with an MVP situation, something like that? Because what's it mean? Are there asterisks next to that in the record book? Yeah, that's that's what's going to be nuts. I mean, every year we talk about. Remember when when we get to the All Star voting and the All Star starters, and some guy comes out of nowhere. You know, a Brian LaHare comes out of yeah. nowhere and puts up these incredible stats, and everybody's like, oh, <laughs> you know, that's funny. He's never going to be able to maintain that. We're going to get a bunch of those kinds of stats. And you're going to have to say, uh, all right, we, that's it. That's what we have for the season. And it may be a fluke, but, um, you know, we may get a, a ridiculously off-the-board MVP in, in both leagues. You know, Cy Young could be somebody, somebody could throw, uh, um, you know, 35 innings or something and, uh, and have a, a 0.98 ERA and be the Cy Young winner. Everything is out the window this season. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great guy. 
great analyst, Steve A. Gardner. Steve, thank you very much for the time, buddy. Thank you. Take care. You too, Steve Gardner, USA Today baseball writer, senior fantasy editor. Like, there are plenty of guys like that. Like, he mentions Brian LaHare. There are plenty of like, – I mean, that's that's the fallacy of the All-Star game is that usually, yeah, guys can be hot for half a season. Just because you're an All-Star halfway through doesn't mean you were a great player. That's always been the argument by a lot of baseball guys. That's why the All-Star – a guy who's an All-Star is it that much of a – listen, if you're an All-Star for a decade plus, yeah, you're a great player. We know you're a great player. But if you're a one-time All-Star and you, you batted 220 through most of your career and you only played in five years – yeah, uh, were you really an all-star, or did you have a good half a season? Now, it's going to be interesting, though, because usually this is the time where guys are going into the swoon. July 4th, really hot, late late June through the month of July, then they start to get into the swoon and then pick it back up again. Now you're going to be picking it up right from the beginning of the season. So there's going to be some pretty interesting stuff out there. Coming up a little bit later on, We will talk to Sean Devaney. We'll talk basketball with him. Up next, the Big Bad Patriots. They're back on the radar again. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.